Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and today we're hearing the story of not just one thing that happened in one town, but one thing that happened across multiple towns in Minnesota. We're hearing the story of a group of guys who took mini bikes from the town of Piers, Minnesota, to the town of Orr, Minnesota. And this isn't the first time that they have done this long haul trip on their mini bikes either. It's actually the third time. I was actually tipped off on this story by Brian Allen from Swanville. He was one of the people on the trip, and it was all kind of organized by Brent Van Riesingham. It started out with him collecting these mini bikes. His friend Kyle was helping get them running and in good shape, and then a bunch of guys started collecting them as well, and they wanted to ride them, and they've been doing that these past few years. And it's not just them on the ride. They, of course, have a support system of their wives following them in a van, making sure everything goes as smoothly as possible. It's just such a a cool trip that they do every year. And I'm so glad that we got to connect with these guys and hear all about it and look forward to what they have planned in the future for this yearly pilgrimage. Please enjoy our time hanging out with these great guys hearing all about their mini bike trip that they took this fall. I can get 70 miles to the gallon on this hog. Okay, so we will start, like I said, give me your name, where you're from, and what you're up to. Uh, this is Brent Benrissingham from Swanville, Minnesota. And as far as what I'm doing, as far as with the Honda bikes, I started uh, collecting Honda bikes quite a few years ago, and my friend Kyle Nash was doing some repairs on them, and he said, hey, we should get some of these running and do a bike trip. And I own an island up in northern Minnesota, and we thought that would be a good destination to go. So we started the uh, first annual ride to the wet spot. That is so cool. Also, who can just casually say, I own an island? (laughs) We rent it out. It's an Airbnb for us. We rent it out. We get to use it a few times a year. That is incredible. I love that. So let's kind of go back to starting your collection of Honda bikes. So what kind of bikes are you collecting and how did you get started in that? Uh, I started collecting Honda trail bikes probably... I don't know, 10 years ago, started off with one and then found another one at an auction, bought that and just kind of grew from there. It turns into an addiction. One turns into a snowball and a fleet of them real quick. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm working on trying to get every year and every, every color. I, I have a ST90s as well. They're very similar to them, but I ended up getting that collection complete. So I have every ST90 and every year made. That's incredible. Are they all running or somewhat yep, running the I get, all the ones I get are running or Kyle takes them and gets them running that is so great I mean I come from a family my dad loves finding things on rock piles and bringing them back to life so the is it running question I know can always be a little touchy <laughs> yeah I'm definitely not I'm definitely not a mechanic or have the patience to be a mechanic so typically if I find them they got to be in running condition so how many total do you have right now that's a good question Kyle thinks it's 20 I'm not 100 percent sure I stopped counting because I don't know if my wife would probably appreciate it if she knew how many I had. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So on this bike trip that you guys did, is everyone driving a bike of yours or does everyone kind of have one? The first year, everybody was on mine except for Kyle had had one. Or you had two. two. Yeah, Kyle had two the first year, so everybody rode mine. And then last year, Kyle had his own and then Brian bought one. And my son Gage uh, was on mine. And now this year, I, I don't even know what the mix is. I've got two of mine. Kyle's got two. Brian's got one. And the rest are mine. Okay. How many people did you guys have on the ride this year? Seven. 
the day the days of the actual ride and then we had a friend show up up here i met us up here and he we did a ride yesterday and the wives included yeah the wives got the wives took a bike ride yesterday they had not ridden them before but yesterday so we took it on a state uh trail and the girls got to drive for about two miles now they're addicted and they all want them girls gone wild i love it That's 14 of us that go. The girls are our cleanup crew, so they follow behind with the tools and a van and a trailer in case we have breakdowns. In case. (laughs) When we have breakdowns, of course. (laughs) Were there quite a few this year, or did you guys make it up there pretty safely? All the bikes made it. We had quite a few stops with issues. There's a lot of vibration on the bike, so bolts vibrate off. So we had a couple exhausts vibrate off. I don't like a, a couple brake levers vibrated off. I don't, I don't know, nothing real super major. Oh, I guess we had a swing arm bolt come off and the bike got really squirrely on him and he had to pull over. We had to put that in the trailer and switch it out. Yeah, squirrely is not a good word. <laughs> no. So when you guys are leaving and stopping, where is the start point for all of this? Um, We typically, Kyle usually has most of the bikes at his shop in Piers. So we kind of make that the destination just so they're already in one spot. And so everything's prepped there. So he's had them at his house for probably the last month working on them. And so whenever I get free time, I run over there. But that's the destin- or the, the starting point is uh, Piers, Minnesota. And then we just take back roads all the way up to Orr, Minnesota. So you're actually riding on the roads. These are like totally road legal and you don't have to like yeah, be in the ditch or anything. Nope. All the bikes are legal motorcycles. So everybody's got a motorcycle endorsement that rides. And that, license or, insured. License insured, yep. So it, it's an interesting ride. We're, we don't go real fast. We average about 40 miles an hour. So we usually, if there's a, a you know group of people behind us, we'll pull off to the side and let them around us. We get a lot of honks and a lot of hand waves. And <laughs> the gas station stops are very interesting. We get a ton of people asking questions. And well, it's, it's not something people see every day. You don't just see a pack of people on mini bikes going whizzing by you. <laughs> no, that's kind of the intri- that's the intriguing part about it for me is it's more of a challenge. It's not really all that much fun riding a little mini bike and being sore, but it's the challenge of getting up here that makes it fun. Yeah, it's all about the journey that the adventure really encompasses. So you guys get up to or then are you riding them all back? Or are you guys all cramming into the van and heading home? Or is it like a round trip thing? No, everybody's pretty sore. So we typically just sit up here and soak in the hot tub and then load them in the van and haul them home. We have a trailer up here. I left a trailer last weekend. So we have enough room for everybody. Yeah, I can imagine riding a mini bike that many miles. It's they're not large so you're kind of hunched over you're in an unnatural position and that's a lot of miles to put on yeah and your body gets sore and you're using muscles that you typically don't use yeah that's for sure this is the third year of doing it correct yep this is the third year that's insane so you have i'm assuming you have plans already to do it next year yep the dates are set the 26th through the 30th i believe is what was discussed 29 something like that the last weekend in september we're gonna do it we're gonna leave on thursday and come home on sunday it's fun to spend a couple of days up here. Can you guys get there from Piers to Orr in one day or is it a couple day thing? Do you got to stop overnight anywhere? Yeah, last year we tried or we did. We got up, we left at seven in the morning from Piers and we did get up here. It was right at dark with our, all the breakdowns and things. I, I don't even know what it was. 12 or 30. Yeah, we got here. 12 or 13 hours it took to get up here nonstop. I think we stopped at one for uh, lunch 
someplace, but yeah, it's tough. It's a hard, it's a hard ride. It's definitely a feat of endurance. I am so beyond incredibly like proud of you guys. Cause we have a couple families that have mini bikes in my neighborhood and I see the kids riding them mostly, but then I see the dads go by and I'm just like, Oh man, that looks so uncomfortable. They have smiles on their faces. I know they're having fun, but I'm like, I can't imagine riding as far as you guys are riding in that position with like obviously battling weather elements like the weather wasn't great this past weekend so no we we got up really well the first year we rode we rode to palisade and we decided to camp and then the morning we woke up on that was a saturday it was pouring rain and everybody talked about putting them in the trailer and i'm like no i'm gonna make it the whole way so everybody followed we put rain suits on and we rode in the pouring rain the motorcycles don't typically like running with rain because they Air, you know that sucks the moisture in through the air filter and they run like crap but we did make it we don't i think only four bikes made it out of 10 that we brought with that year those um, are pretty good numbers given the circumstances yeah. well after the first that year everybody decided we'll stay halfway in a hotel so we uh stayed in grand rapids this week or this year and uh found a hotel with a hot tub to soak in and relax and have a good time and then we got up early in the morning and beat the rain up here I think it's just so great that you guys are doing this as a group with your wives. I mean, this could easily become a guy's trip out of nowhere, but I'm so happy that you have your wives involved and I'm happy that they got a chance to ride and they kind of got the bug now and they want to do it with you guys. Yeah, they're very supportive. I think the girls have more fun than us, though. They they go bar to bar waiting for us to call for breakdown. So they typically stay within a 20, 30 mile range of where we're at. And they'll usually hang out at the bars and have a good time. So it's it's a, it's a good girls weekend and a good guys weekend. I need to get involved with the girls. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, they have, they, they have definitely have a better time than we have. We're just riding a bike by ourselves and they're in a van with all of them together. So that's so great. Do you guys have like headsets or anything to like communicate like in your helmets or anything like that? Because I know some motorcycles have that capability, but I'm assuming mini bikes probably not. Yeah, we did. We have uh, some Bluetooth that we hooked up this year. A few of us had them. So yeah, we had some communication. Otherwise, it's just hand signals to each other. It's old school. And we're not going, yeah, we're not going that fast. So if something happens, you people kind of can tell really fast. I'm just so blown away by this entire project that you put together. And I think it's just out of the blue and neat. It's definitely interesting. People collect these, collect these bikes for years and years and years because they had them when they were small and they have no idea what to do with them. And that's kind of what ours started out as. And it's, it's, uh, it's something cool to do with them. You know, you don't just have a collection sitting in a, in a garage somewhere. Everything we have is used. So it's, it's, it's fun. It makes it interesting. It definitely does. I love a good useful collection because, yeah, it, they could just be sitting in a garage in storage somewhere collecting dust. But no, you guys are getting your use out of them. And I think it's great. Yeah, there's been talk about inviting other people. There's a couple of Facebook groups that we belong to. And I know that if we posted it out there, we could probably get a, a large following and turn or into the next Sturges <laughs> with uh, CT70 mini bikes. But we, we've talked about it, but I don't know if I have that much energy, but we'll see where it goes. A mini bike Sturgis. Oh, my gosh. That would put Orr on the map for sure. <laughs> yeah, it would. We've had the most interest this year of other people messaging on Facebook, asking about getting contacted next year about coming. Yeah, Kyle put a post out on Facebook, and we've had a few of the uh, groups that we belong to. They've messaged out to see if they can get involved next year. And then we had uh, 98 Country, was yeah, it? 98 Country. Did a little write-up on us. That's so great. As a yeah, previous employee of 98 Country, they got, they're got they on the ball with what's going on around central Minnesota. 
news must not be that interesting, I guess, if they're writing stuff about us. Uh, no, I think that's the opposite way around. This is super interesting. So I totally get why they were writing about you guys. Well, my sister's brother-in-law messaged me on Facebook asking about the trip, and I thought it was kind of kind of odd. It's Paul Shea. He works at 98 Country. And I'm like, well, heck, maybe they'll do a write-up on it. And sure, crap, they uh, wrote, did a write-up on it. Got a lot of response afterwards on Facebook. You write anything with peers in the title, and uh, it, people go feral for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm happy to see that you guys safely made it this year. You had a great trip, and I already am looking forward to following along with you guys next year. So you've had people interested. What would the logistics look like if you guys were to expand this out and say, hey, if anyone's interested, you want to come with? Would there be just like a lot more planning? Is that something that you guys have? Yeah, I, I have two cabins up here, and obviously both of ours are full of friends, but there are plenty of hotels and motels in the area and we have talked about it i mean they're definitely they're empty this time of year there's a lot of resorts up here i think it could be a big it could be a big trip if if we push for it um you know you, you just have to org organize something that's interesting for people that they'd want to do as once they got up here and then the logistics behind having a, a crew that a support crew for each group of people because i don't know if my support crew would want to support other people it's pretty challenging but yeah, there, those, there's logistics behind it, but I think it could happen. Well, and what a wonderful time of year, too, because I'm sure the fall colors were just gorgeous on your way up. That's kind of why we chose this time of year. It was, you know, the fall colors are amazing. The downers is this time of year typically start getting some rain, but, um, you know, it's it's still fun. It's a good time. We take all back roads, so they're, they're it's pretty quiet. Not a lot of traffic, and the, the colors are amazing. That's great. Was there a big, like, standout highlight moment from this year? Uh, the girls riding bikes. That was a standout. The girls wanted to take them for a ride. So we drove them out, um, out to an area we knew wasn't going to have a lot of traffic. And the girls all got on them and rode. They drove about two miles and none of them wanted to get off. That's they so need to get their motorcycle endorsements to continue further. We got to a tar road and we're like, nope, that's it. That's as far as you're going. <laughs> this is where you guys got to stop. Well, that's a good goal for them. Everyone gets their motorcycle endorsement and then they're ready to go for next year. Yeah, and then we'd have to find a better, another cleanup crew. I think if you put the word out, I think there'd be enough people interested in wanting to be part of this that wouldn't necessarily want to be on a bike, myself included. So I think if you got the word out and that if you were looking for a cleanup crew, I think you'd find it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think so. Well, if people are kind of wanting to stay in the loop with what's going on, are you guys going to be posting details on this anywhere? Yeah, I guess I haven't thought about it. I would imagine we'll put like Brian's good at uh, Facebook, so I'm sure he'll have a couple posts out. Kyle's put a post out. I'll probably put something out today, but yeah, I guess if people want to reach out, the they should be able to find us. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I will uh, get some Facebook links in the show notes for this podcast. So we'll make sure that if people want more details or if they want to get involved with you guys, we'll make sure they get in touch with the right person. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm so happy that we had a chance to connect over this. And yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to following along and seeing what the next adventure holds for you guys. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm Abby. If you're looking for more content from the Small Town Tourist, you can always check out the blog at thesmalltowntourist.com. And don't forget to follow on social media at the Small Town Tourist. 
please leave a rating and review of this podcast. It helps so much and it's so greatly appreciated. And as always, if you know of something cool that you want me to check out or dive deeper into, please send me an email, abby, A-B-B-E-Y, at thesmalltowntourist.com.